0: Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinert. I'm lead advisor and senior analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Graham Williamson. He is senior analyst for Kupinger Coal, working in the APEC and Australia region. Hi, Graham. Good to see you. Hi, Matthias. Good to be talking to you again. Great to have you. And you brought a really uh, interesting topic and a topic that I see in my advisory work on almost an, a daily basis coming up right now. We want to talk about, about edge computing and how to do things uh, around edge computing and how to do it properly and securely. But first of all, my first question to you, a definition. What, what is edge computing? Just to be concise and to be on the same page for all of us.
1: <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, because uh, edge computing means uh, different things to different people. So it sort of depends upon the industry sector you're talking about and uh, the context within which it's being used. Um, The genesis of edge computing was in the operational technology sphere where organizations had large environments that were dedicated to uh, mission-critical production It could be uh, collecting data from sensors. It could be uh, managing a um, a, a manufacturing automation operation. It's a situation where there's a lot of data traveling around a network that is mission critical. And so the question then comes as to, well, how does the company understand what's happening in that environment? And how do they get data out of it? And so this is where edge computing comes in, because it says, okay, we don't need all of that data on the factory floor. What we just need to know is how many finished goods have hit the conveyor belt. So uh, the edge, an edge computer then provides the supervisory capability uh, so that the, the corporate uh, management can understand what's happening. So they don't need to know how many times that drill press has operated, but they do need to know what sort of production levels have been maintained. So edge computing uh, uh, restricts access to the, uh, the operational technology network uh, to just that uh, management communication that's required, which means that the the everything can happen in the OT environment and, and not be uh, I guess in many cases, it is pretty mission critical. So if you've got administrative work that's mucking about in there, that could uh, delay communications, um, it could um, disrupt uh, databases. Uh, so, so you want to have this edge computing uh, a device that's going to limit that. It could be a PC, it could be a controller, it could be a number. A number of things can fit that category, but its purpose is to limit The access uh, between the operational technology environment and the
0: uh, management environment. Yeah, I would fully agree. What I see. in, in addition to to what you just mentioned that we see uh, that this data as you said is usually not n- needed for further purposes but we see that some organizations already apply some big data technology to to analyze the data in a very controlled and access controlled manner so they they push it into into big data platforms but really uh, in a controlled manner and only for for limited purposes and then it's again um disconnected or really access controlled in a very, very strict manner. So it's really also using that data, but very specific purposes while they are not needed, for example, at the at the headquarters or somewhere else. So it's really controlled access. Um, when, we, yeah. when we talk about use cases, you've mentioned one already. So these, these, these OT um, um, environments, you mentioned there. these are the starting points. What other use cases do you see or are, is there more around OT? Yeah.
1: Right. So- I, I was invited to, to, to write a blog. And as I was, um, as I was discussing the, the edge computing environment, it, you start to think of the other, other environments, like a vehicle. Like I've just, I've just actually purchased a new vehicle, uh, first one in 10 years. And I am boggled uh, by how much has happened and how much computing is happening in a vehicle now. So if you consider what's happening throughout that vehicle, from the the engine, from the brakes, from the, it's just about the environment, all of this now um, is is being collected. all of this data is being collected. Now you don't want that information. oh and there's another there's another interesting thing now that's happening in vehicles and that is the 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 communication from the vehicle to roadside assets. Uh, so the in, in an automation environment, we need to, uh, the vehicle to be able to communicate with the traffic light that, that is coming up to. And, and if the, if the car's got its left turn signal on, we want the traffic light to give me a green left turn, uh, filter. Uh, and these sort of things are happening. So, so the amount of computing that's happening in a vehicle is just going to skyrocket. So the, the, the question now is, well, how do you protect all of that? And how do you make sure, uh, that it's not interfered with? Really, the only time that a human actually needs to 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 get information from the vehicle is the the service mechanic who who needs to uh, understand uh, and run a diagnostics on the system. Uh, potentially, a, a police uh, investigator who's wanting to 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 see how fast the vehicle was going when when the accident occurred and things like this. So now we need an edge computing device that allows that communication to happen. But doesn't interfere with the mission critical activity that's happening, particularly when that vehicle's in motion. Uh, so, so that, that to my mind, is another very interesting use of edge computing. And if you're talking to a vehicle um, a designer, somebody who's in in that sphere, when they say edge computing, that's what they're talking about. So, it's uh, another
0: uh, parallel use of that term, edge computing. Right, and it's not only about security; it's all also about privacy. So there's lots of 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 yeah very Absolutely. very personal data involved. So really, nobody has to know where I travel um, unless there is a good reason to to disclose this information. When you talk about vehicles, I, I saw just as a quick side, not a very interesting um, edge use case. It's really um, freight tankers or freight freight ships and tankers that are loosely connected, but also are more or less a swimming data center, um, but only loosely connected and they need to be managed as well. So these are also vehicles, large ones. But this is really something that organizations need to have access to during their travel uh, to find out where they are, how the freight is, if if delivery has worked out correctly. So that is vehicles at a larger scale. Um, But you've mentioned the car, the vehicle. when we look at our own home environments, there's lots of computing power uh, right now there as well. So I need to, not to speak up, say something like Zero or Alexa, otherwise they wake up. Um, <laughs> so yes. so th- this is also something to look at, right?
1: Absolutely. And, and that's one area that this whole edge computing is going to, just going to become so important. Like in my house, I've got solar panels on the roof and, and I've got a solar water heater and things like that. It's pretty basic. And I must admit it annoys me uh, that um, you know my my solar panels generate all this uh, DC direct current, um, and then that gets through an inverter made into AC so that I can feed back into the grid uh, and power all the equipment in my house. But then my TV takes that information and uh, puts it back to DC. Uh, And so every time you do that, that's a waste of of energy. And so I can see a future where most of the devices in the house are going to be DC and there is going to be a need to go to AC if the grid's still working on AC. Um, But then again, if I'm feeding back into the grid, I want to do that uh, only when it's, um, when it's advisable to do that, when, when the spot price of electricity is high and it makes it with what my, my while to, to put power back, back back into the grid. And then there's the electric vehicle I'll, I'll have. And the electric vehicle is going to need uh, special uh, charging mechanisms and ability to, to take the power and put it into the vehicle at different rates depending upon uh, the charge rate in the battery. Um, there's an enormous amount of processing that's going to be happening in our houses. And so the next question comes is, well, how are we going to, number one, protect that? And number two, make sure that we don't uh, put out all of this data on our internet. You know, we don't want all of that information going out on the internet. We want to make sure that um, our our data costs are minimized, and so we need an edge edge device. It's going to be associated with a Wi-Fi router, uh, but it's going to now control uh, what we allow to come in and out, uh, and then all of the other processing that's happening on my home network is not going to get interfered with.
0: Right. And I think um, we are not talking about something theoretical. The examples that you've mentioned, they are reality. They are here right now. Um, And it's a really growing area. We just mentioned a few examples. There's much more about that. So really, what would be the the analyst's approach towards um, doing edge computing in each individual case? Right. Is there a, a common denominator to say, okay, security plus cost, how to do that? Right. What would be an approach for doing that?
1: Yes. So those are the two biggies. Security. I, I'd say, you know, in some environments, safety is in, important too. You know, if if, if we've got a, a network where uh, low nat- latency is very important, um, you know, if, if an alarm goes off, we've got to take action right away. We don't want, you know, a, a, a couple of second response. It's got to be a millisecond response. Um, so safety is an issue. But um, security is going to be a biggie because we obviously do not want uh, the data uh, exfiltrating uh, from our network, like if we're doing a production data in in a in a manufacturing situation, that's pretty sensitive information. We don't want our competitors to get access to that. If we're talking about a vehicle, as you mentioned, uh, we don't want uh, people to know where we've been or or to be able to um, track us in in any way. So again, this. The security is a, is a very important situation. And obviously for our home, uh, we need to be very careful about what information goes out on the Internet. So, so those are the security issues we have. But as I, ma- I mentioned, cost. Um, cost particularly, let's discuss um, the, the factory situation again. Um, the factory needs to communicate information back to head office. Yeah. The head office needs to get certain bits of information. But if you send everything out, over that internet connection, that would be enormously expensive, even with 5G. And the beauty of 5G is you can buy just the data. You can pay for just the data communication that you need. You don't have to, to buy a circuit and well, I can, you know, it's unlimited on that circuit. You're wasting money if you're doing that. So in the 5G space, we need to, we, we need to be much better at deciding how much data do I send? Where am I going to send it? Uh, and then just paying for the amount of data that I sent. So let's take, for instance, um, uh, a building. So a building has monitors all over it and equipment and elevators that it needs to manage and air conditioning systems that need to manage. You don't want that building communicating all of that information across the Internet. You want that happening within the building information management system. And then the building information management system just sending that few kilobits every five minutes, every ten minutes, or whatever is required to keep management ha- happy, and and you the dramatic decrease in the cost of of, of uh, communication if if you do it intelligently. I I, I remember reading about a uh, it's actually a retail situation. So um, the the it's in the UK. Ten stores were um, with a head office. And uh, in, in 2020 was the last, was, was it the first time that the company had seen a reduction in their communications because they've been able to do it intelligently. Your POS systems don't need to communicate everything uh, back to head office, just the information that you need. So uh, by again using intelligent communication, we, uh, we're going to be able to reduce our costs. And this brings up the other another interesting thing is, who is going to be at the forefront of providing um, the edge computing capability? Who's going to be uh, de- designing uh, the device that does that edge computing activity? Who's going to program it, and where's that all going to come from? Um, and, and I think there's uh, there's a there's uh, a, a, a green field of anybody that wants to get into this area now. Edge computing would be a, a, good, a good one to get into. Uh, the telcos, I believe, are going to be uh, seeing themselves as being the major purveyor of capabilities in this space. And um, As the the actual amount of um, revenue that they receive from uh, communicating data on a per gigabyte basis drops, um, they're going to need to move into other services, and this is an ideal one because, obviously, they understand 5G core capabilities, how to do the data, uh, data slicing, network slicing to minimize data usage, and, and these sorts of things. Uh, but I think, yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's another one of those areas that's going to burgeon in the, in, in, in the very near future and become uh, an area for, like, if you've got any kids coming out of school that wants to know what area to go into, edge computing would be a good
0: one. Yeah, I would fully agree. And as there are these various and very different use cases that you've mentioned, I think um, making or doing edge computing right involves what you said, reduction of actually the, the data that is really traveling and um, leveraging the, the processing power that is at on the edge and there is lots of processing power. So having the right combination of, of decentralized processing and communicating the right information to those who need it. Um, that will be the, the real challenge. And that is true for the home environment. That's true for the mobile vehicle environment. And that is, of course, true for the, for the corporate and for the enterprise environment with lots of OT going on in different locations and communicating only the, the important information, while extending the security to these areas, the, the 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 corporate network has just become even more complex with adding edge, which is a challenge, but it also comes with with lots of promises. Um, as a as a final note, what for the for the home user for the end user, is there something that you would recommend just doing right now when there is already some of these edge computing devices in here checking the security? Uh,
1: I think I think one area that's been um sorely uh, mismanaged uh, is this whole area of the internet connection that the average resident has, okay? Um, I, I mean, although most suppliers now have fixed it up, uh, Wi-Fi uh, routers that are being shipped with uh, default passwords, you know, admin is the username, admin is the password, no, that's got to stop and people need to be uh, helped to understand how to go into the admin settings and make sure that the the password that's being used is, is one that they want to use and complex enough to make sure uh, that a brute force attack wouldn't wouldn't be able to detect it. So uh, yes, uh, from my point of view, we've been very slack at our security on our home devices. Um, hopefully as we get better, and as, the, as I mentioned, the home being more and more, the home network being more and more integral to the what's happening within the home, and more and more in need of of, of um, protection in terms of um, uh, the security aspect of their equipment. Hopefully, we're going to we're going to see much much better. We have. I mean, I've got to admit, you know, over the last four or five years, uh, there's been uh, restrictions on on companies. Most companies are having to make sure that that uh, Wi-Fi routers now are shipped with, uh, sep- with their, own de- their own password that's known only to the recipient. Um, and, uh, but again, with the recipient being able to change that and knowing how to change it, uh, that would just heighten uh, the security that we have. Um, at the minute, it's very hard to limit the amount of communication that's available uh, through your Wi-Fi router. So I think that's one area that we're going to see a lot of work in. Uh, in this edge computing capability that a Wi-Fi router will be
0: able to provide us. Right, Thank you very much also for that recommendation. Of course, I would highly recommend for those who are interested in learning more about that to first, uh, of course, go to our website, copingacole.com, and uh, find out more about uh, edge computing just by typing in edge into our search engine. That would lead you to the right places to look for. You've mentioned that blog post. uh, Has that already been published? Is that online so that we can link to it in the show notes?
1: But um, I'll leave that with me, and, and I'll get back to you on that, terms.
0: Okay, that's great. And and we will, we will really provide the audience, once it is available, um, with the information where to find that. So thank you very much, Graham, for being my guest today. That was really an interesting topic, and it's really something that is just out there right now, so we really need to take care of that and manage it properly. So thank you again for being my guest today.
1: Oh, my
0: pleasure. Thank you.